You're listening to 50% Facts, the show where we're building a health and fitness resource by trying to answer a single question every week, just based on what we already know. Or maybe what we think we know. Then we bring in the world's leading expert to tell us what we got right and what we got wrong. I'm Jim McDonald. And I'm Mike Farr. Welcome to our show. Ladies and gentlemen, you know... We're breaking format right here. Yeah. We've been doing that a lot lately, but so has everybody else. He's worth it. There's, look, there's a few people in my life. One, there's, I don't really like humans in general. I really don't like most humans, and that's why I hang out by myself in video games. But I think there's two humans on planet Earth that when I've never been in a bad mood around. One is the legendary David Jack. And two is our guest today, uh, Jeremy Scott. A.K.A. Captain America, if Superman, Captain America, and and Ray Allen, Richard Hamilton all had a baby, he'd be right here in front of you, ladies and gentlemen. He's got the meanest baseline jumper. He's got shoulders that don't fit through a door frame. He's one of the most positive humans I've ever been around. And in like a genuine way, there's so much garbage running around the internet and the world. But you, Jay Scott, well, you always put me in a good mood, buddy. We've had many, I think we got delayed in the airport together. We've had a couple trips in Palm Springs, Boston. Sadly, I haven't seen you in years, and that's why this uh, is mostly a selfish excuse to get you here on the podcast to chat with us. I don't even know what we're going to chat about. I want to dig into your brain a little bit about how you stay positive, especially during really crappy times like this. Um, but go ahead. Introduce yourself a little bit. Tell, tell people more than just your shoulders and your baseline jumper. Well, yeah. I mean, I appreciate it. It sounds super, uh, super important now. You are. Uh, you are. And I attribute that to uh, to David Jack, too. I tip my hat. Again, he's we would call him like fitness Jesus, if you will. <laughs> he uh, is. He is. He's he's the most important and and special fitness dude that doesn't like care about Instagram and stuff. And and yeah. Omar is like fitness Aladdin. Omar is yeah. Omar is the fitness Aladdin. I try to I try to tell people like about DJ. I'm like he's the like the, the most important person that nobody knows he is. in all reality. I, I've been around everybody. I've gotten to, to meet a lot of people like from the Tony Robbins of the world to the ETs and the speakers. And David Jack is like right in, in that same upper echelon. He just doesn't, he's the only dude I ever met who wants everybody else to get more shine than him. And like authentically. And it's just, it's crazy to see. Yeah. We need to get that guy. Like I know he's been on TV here and there, but like he needs his own, like he's, he's the, the Caucasian Oprah Winfrey. We need to get yes. him his own like TV show. It, uh, I'll try to get him. I'll try to get him to do something here sooner than later. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, me. You know, uh, I'm a fitness dude. I guess by nature. You know, long story short, I played sports uh, my entire life, basketball all the way through college. I really, I, I sucked at everything else, like in terms of like <laughs> skills. And uh, I, I went to fitness a because I was the normal unhealthy athlete. You know, drinking twenty beers a night, head button walls, pee your pants, all that stupid shit. And, uh, Why were you headbutting like, walls? You know, are you angry? Why are you headbutting walls? You know, you're just like you're, you're 19. Your testosterone's <laughs> at like probably like 1300. You're, you're 10 beers in. You're just doing dumb shit. You know? <laughs> Seeing how head your skull is, or how hard yeah. your skull is. Yeah. All right. Fair. So uh, you know, I, it, it took me basically getting sick uh, to understand like, oh wow, you know, if you change the way that you eat and and sleep and treat your body things can, can roll the right way. And, you know, that's the kind of the evolution of, of how this business started as just like, a, I was the dude who, you know, I would do the photo shoots for muscle and fitness and all the stuff. Cause I look the part, but, uh, I started to take it real serious once I understood like the, the health ramifications of this and slowly, but surely we built this from, I was just a dude. I had one real job ever. I was an academic advisor and I would train people before work. And after work, and then just one day with no clients and no money and no resources, I just quit and opened up like a fitness business in a, in a warehouse. And long story short, you cut ahead today, the building I'm sitting in, we own it and we bought it. We've been closed for 50 some days because of this coronavirus bullshit. But uh, that, and we have a huge online business and presence. I've been an advisor for Men's Health. Mike and I, I was with Reebok even before like Instagram and those things existed. So from our blog and the things we've done. So I've been around the fitness game for quite a while. And it all comes from, it started for me, it was just helping people in our local circle. And then obviously with YouTube and all this shit, you know, we, we get to have these platforms and, uh, and here I am. 
you you again you're, you're i think you're a diverse human i do think uh, you are good at a lot of things despite what you talk about yourself and i think that you're a little bit like me i'd like to think and maybe it comes from basketball or not um you know the saying like next shot or, or short-term memory or whatever whatever it might be next play but like you you have an online business you have an in-person business obviously the in-person stuff and online during this time you know like we're fitness dudes you know whatever the hell it is we do i just more in like a barbell sense and you're a little bit more well-rounded than my uh, piece of shit meathead but like people can't work out right so like how am i going to help people work out when they can't work out right you're versatile. You've done a little bodybuilding. You've done a little powerlifting. You do a lot of like boot camp style training, home training stuff too. Um, but to the basketball mentality, like this sucks. And I don't think anyone's stoked about what's going on. But I'm, I'm already like, I try to forget yesterday. I'm bad at it, but I'm trying to forget yesterday. I'm trying to forget right now. And me and Jim, you know, we had a meeting before this. We're looking to six months in the future. How, how do you like stay positive um, personally or, or even business wise during a mess like this? Because I think something that I've realized during this time is how many there there's a lot of small business owners and there's a lot of people that you know really fend for themselves I used to think I was so unique I'm like oh I'm an entrepreneur but it's not that unique anymore like a lot of people <laughs> are doing their own thing and, yeah. and they're getting crushed right now for lack of a better term yeah it's uh it's tough to watch it, it really is I try to you know compartmentalize it you know the best I can if you take basketball terms we would always say you know shoot to get hot shoot to stay hot right so even if you miss the first 20 shots you know, you got to have the confidence 21 is going to go in. That's kind of that short-term memory. Although getting through this, watching the, the last dance series uh, with the Bolts has been helping for sure. Yeah. Uh, don't, don't, no spoilers. I, I've been delaying it a little bit. All right. I oh, watched yeah. one and Just, two. It's, I watched it, one it's and two. Amazing. Yeah, one and two were really good, and three and four came out last night, I think. I'll probably watch yep. them tonight. I'll probably watch them tonight. I got my J's on right now, dude. I got J3s on right now in, in, in honor. <laughs> But, uh, I mean, you know, we do it – for me, I, I go from, like, the outside in, right? So I'm going to be fine no matter what. Like, uh, my wife and I, you know, again, I, I shared the story on our podcast the other day. Like, the day we closed down our gym. Now, I've, I've owned this for over a decade, and we've never closed down for a day. I chose to close it, like, a week before the mandate. I'm like, okay, we'll, we'll move them to our online stuff. We'll, we'll kind of weather the storm that way. So I close this down, and I know how much money we lose every day, and it's a shit ton of not being here. Even yeah. though our online business, we could just do that and it'd be fine. When you're used to making X and now it's Y, it mm. does piss you off. So that Monday I close it. My wife works for Corporate Marriott, by the way. Um, on that Tuesday, she's getting furloughed on the phone call and actually getting furloughed like – the guy is at my house doing our AC and like uh, plumbing stuff. He's like, Oh yeah, your hot water heater shit. So it's like, <laughs> I close now my gym. My wife gets furloughed the same day. And this guy's like, here's a bill for 2000 bucks. And that sucks shit. Uh, but it's a luxury problem. When I look at like the scope of everything and everybody else of like the people who the health is impacted by them or the people where their business is hanging on by, you know, the weekly paychecks. And so perspective is a real thing. Like, yeah, this sucks. I'm not going to get to, take the trip I wanted to take. I can't go to the twins game in two weeks and have a beer with my best friend. I go, but I'm healthy. My wife is healthy. We're safe. We can weather the storm as bad as it is. And, and luckily we make enough money where I can still pay the people who work for us so they don't have to go homeless and eat. So I always take it from a, a broader scope. Like when you look at the world of the 8 billion people and we all threw our shit in the middle and you could see what everybody else is chewing on, you'd probably sprint back in and grab your shit pretty quick because you're like, wow, my problems do suck, but not compared to Cindy and, and Rick and Judy. And that's probably the only time where comparison will give you a, a legit like gratitude standpoint. It's so hard. Uh, Cause I do that too, you know. Like we all get pissed off at whatever it might be. I did, I got a flat tire a month ago in the middle of this mess. Let alone, well, it wasn't a flat tire. My rim shattered somehow. Oh my so god! I'm like, all right, yeah, same idea. Like bills, and you're sitting. And my whole life, I've always, you know, I grew up middle middle class. Dad worked really hard. Always had food. Always had a roof. And they tell you that. My dad said, you know, there's kids fucking struggling. My dad grew up probably lower mm. lower middle class in cleveland ohio seven siblings only dad worked like he's Ooh. he's been through a little of it my mom grew up on a ranch in argentina a little different and they tell you these things but you're just a kid and you shrug it off and i tell myself that like man yeah people got it worse than me and people got it worse than me and you can say that and like chug through it but i like the first time i felt it is like this mm. you know we got the two roomies in here the two dudes live with me and we're, we're sitting around we're playing video games all day long streaming on twitch trying to entertain some people and i'm just looking around like man i got a roof you know, like, yeah. okay, worst case, can't make my mortgage. Bank is going to try to take it from me. They're not going to literally kick me out. Like, something, I'll figure <laughs> out a way. I'm going to find a way. I got a roof over my head. There's some really bad shit going on in the world. Yeah, we were supposed to be in um, 
New Mexico right now. Right not, this not, very quite the, not quite the vacation not spot. Qui- well, yeah. No, no. We were There's plenty to do. Oh, all right, all right. There's plenty to do in New Mexico. Aliens. And, yeah, exactly. In Area 51 and, and that's Nevada. Anyway, uh, Roswell. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, but it's just, it's a bummer because I don't know when we're going to ever take any kind of trip again. Like, who knows? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the, lo- me, and, me and Jim have been talking to a lot of people about um, the future of the gym, the, of, of, of training and fitness and every equipment sales is, is sold out online because people are buying equipment, uh, equipment to store the builder home gym, which is good. Um, do you, do you worry about that with your future or, or you think, you know, I don't know, man, it's so unprecedented what the hell's going on right now. We just unplugged our whole world and economy. And then it seems like whatever government officials are just going to try to stick it back together in June and pray everything happens again. Like, are, are, are you making plans or are you literally just trying to chill, relax, worry about yourself for now? Yeah, I mean, like we're literally probably working just as much. The hours are, are shifted a little bit because we don't train the same athletes at the same times and and do those things. I mean, we I'm a part of a lot of these little fitness groups. And so I get to peek behind the curtain at what some of the smaller guys do and some of the bigger guys are, are trying to do, too. I my opinion across the board is if you're a home gym person, you probably are. That's not how I like to train. So I wouldn't go out me personally, go out buy a bunch of shit to put in my garage because I don't want to do that. That's not who I am. There's nice to have a couple of tools. I think it's great. There is going to be people who will probably never come in who were probably they weren't probably going to before anyway. Mm. Some people will be spooked by it. The, the PTSD of this, I think, is going to affect everything across the board, not just yeah. gyms yeah. in general. Uh, like restaurants, those things for sure. And then we have clients now who they would come in here today. They don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah. Like doesn't they might be sixty and they're going to come in. We look at it like probably in, in steps. Some people will be hesitant, but again, the people who want to die hard and come in, they'll do it. So we're planning. You know, whenever they give us the guidelines, we'll go off of what our community chooses to do. Um, and so we kind of set up the facility. We had, a, you know, the, the most like imagine like Breaking Bad where this whole crew come in and they cleaned every inch of it. He's a client of ours. It's what they do. It's like uh, sewage mitigation, flood, all that stuff. So mm. it's like they, they do. I mean, literally, I couldn't be in here for two days. I mean, that's how gangster it was. But you know what that said? Like, we'll set up the normal stations if you want to do hand sanitizer and whatever. And we'll kind of cohort the, the groups as we can. But at the, at the end of the day. Like, we're going to go back to live normal life. You're telling me you're not going to go to a football game again? Yeah. You're you're never going to get on a fucking airplane? Like, we're just going to stop because of, again, I, I don't know. I'm not a physician, so I can't speak on it. I'm not saying it isn't bad, but we can't unplug the world either because the economic impact is going to be pretty substantial if you can't you can't get a hotel. You can't do all these other things we used to do. Like, a restaurant, like we can operate at 50%. Right. Like, honestly, for me personally, we could close this bitch down and I could just use it like Alexia does and just film content here. Yeah. And, and no and nobody trains here. I could make that happen. Now, my team would have to be let go. I can't pay them what I pay them to do nothing. So I would be cool. But a restaurant can't op- operate at 50 percent capacity. Like their margins are too thin. Yeah. So we're going to have to either get comfortable with it or, or something is going to have to to shift. And I think people do want to be out. If you look like, I mean, it was like yesterday, like Wisconsin or something. They were like doing the protests, which I'm not a fan of that, but they had like 10,000 fucking people outside, yeah. like just going crazy. And I'm like, well, I guess they've about had it. And I think there's a good percentage of Americans that are moving towards, Hey, let the chips fall. Yeah. It's I, weird. I think that it, cause we just don't know very much at all. It could possibly be that some of these, um, some of these sites, these venues, like, like gyms or whatever, are not the greatest um, place to uh, uh, communicate the virus. It seems like a lot of them have been people in in either other kinds of workplace situations or home. You know, yeah. like a lot of it, the spread in in China was like people who live together, or even here. I mean, who knows? Again, I'm, I I like watched the news. Here. Yeah, I was going to say nursing homes yeah. and elderly homes here sound like the worst. But I mean, <clears throat> I watched the news for the first two weeks. I got real interested, and then I got real dark. I was like, All right, I'm, not, I'm probably just not going to watch the news no more. Yeah. I'll, I'll wait till they announce and things are cool. Talk about PTSD or whatever. I I uh, went and rented a U-Haul so I could get a, a spin bike from my mom's house into my house last week because I'm just I'm lazy, Jay Scott. If there's not a barbell or a basketball <laughs> around, I'm not doing shit. And so I've just been eating pizza for a month. So I'm like, all right, dude, I should probably do something. I'm supposedly a fitness coach. So I went and got this spin bike, put it in my mom's house, or sorry, in my room, got it from my mom's house, and I've been riding just smashing in the mornings. 
because of not only what's going on, but the truth is, is commercial gyms are really nasty. Like there's a million people going in and out of them. They're all gross humans compared to like a gym like yours or even like a strength and conditioning gym that we go to. The, the, the type of people that come in and out, like respect the space. It's more of a community than if you're going to a huge commercial gym and people are probably picking their nose and rubbing it on machines for all I know. Point being, and this stuff. So I'm in my room. It's the bikes in my room. My roommates don't see it. No one uses it. And even if they, I got their cooties anyways, but beside the point, I rode the bike and then I go and sit at my desk and I'm looking at my hands and I feel like my hands are dirty. I'm like, no one's used the spin bike. It's my personal spin bike. But because everyone's so nasty in this world, for some reason, I feel like I'm really gross. Right uh, now. Yeah. Do you find yourself washing your hands at home when you're just at home? And- I didn't, but I wanted to. I had like an urge. I'm like, fuck. Am I yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't no, know if it's the rubber I, equipment or. I've done that. I know what you're talking about. What's uh, what's your personal uh, uh, fitness look like right now? Again, like you're a versatile dude, but your background's a little bit more, you know, strength, conditioning, basketball, uh, bodybuilding. Uh, I mean, obviously you have your facilities, so you can get down a little bit. But uh, what are you doing, and what are you maybe suggesting for for some of your folks that are stuck at home? Yeah, I mean, like I can. I mean, I'm here right now, so it's like I still have all the tools. Like I have you know 30 yards of turf i have all the barbells dumbbells kettlebells every machine possible so for me it's it's kind of cool like i can do what i want even when i say that though it's like the the mental part of this right like where if we're we usually do these sometimes these terrible metcons if you think like no offense to crossfit like the safest way to do like a metabolic conditioning circuit like we'll do it with our advanced people here and i actually will train with them and i can do that like once in a while but i don't hate myself enough to do it solo a lot so you're missing that community part of it. Even me, I'm an introvert. I'm, I'm a robot. Like I can do 90% of my shit by myself. I do miss that aspect of it. So my workouts are pretty similar. The only difference is my brain will wander now more than it ever has. Mm. Most of the time, like I don't care about anything. Like I just train, I go, we make money, we help people. It's super cool. And now I'll just be like, okay, well, what are we going to do for this? And I'll think about things like these alternate scenarios that are probably never going to happen, but you're kind of forecasting this uncertain future, which is super fucking annoying when you're trying to do, you know, pull-ups or push a sled or whatever. Uh, But for our people, we put them into a program and we have another one kicking off in like 10 days where it's either body weight based or all dumbbell based. And then again, I think a lot of people who, again, and I grew up in the, the bodybuilding world of like, you know, squat, deadlift, vertical press, horizontal press, all that shit. And I love that stuff. But for the average person who's not skilled, they don't need to use a barbell. They're, they're just, they don't have the, the base for it, right? So we build everything body weight and dumbbell based because they are stuck at home. And we just coach them a lot how to deal with not just load because I think a lot of people think load is the variable. If I can't go heavier, I'm screwed. I can't make gains. No, but the speed and the tempo and, and the cadence you use in the lifts and the range of motions, like you guys can do a lot of damage. So we try to program everything around that and even – stuff like that we put on Instagram to be very consumable for almost anybody, whether they have dumbbells or bands or bricks or whatever the hell they have to use for loading. I've seen a lot of concrete weights on, on Instagram lately. Yeah. People are getting too creative. Like that's where I kind of agree with Jay Scott. Like, and I love a barbell, like I'm a barbell guy, but I'd rather do a couple sets of pushups than try to squat my refrigerator or something. <laughs> what are these crazy yeah. ass people? Just chill out and do some. Yeah, you can do. You, you start doing some one legged stuff. I squatted over 500 pounds, but you give me to do like a tempo set of one leg Bulgarians, I'm dead. Like that shit's really hard. Well, that's why I always say like strength. And I, and I share the story on the podcast. I've probably said it 10 times in the 400 episodes. Uh, we were at Reebok headquarters, you and I. And, uh, like lifting in between one of the groups we're going to whatever. And it's like deadlifting. And I think it was maybe like five fifteen or something like that for, for triples. And that uh, you do three and I do three and you're like, okay, what's next? And I'm like, no, I'm good, bro. And you're like, well, you're going to keep going up. And I'm like, I, pr- I can go up. I go, but something bad's going to happen. <laughs> like, like either my bicep is going to go up into my armpit or like my hamstrings going to go into my ass, like something not good. <laughs> And then I also share the same story. I go, and he's super strong. So if you're talking like absolute strength, pound for pound for like those reps, like Mike is stronger than me. But we also did a workout the next day where it was like, how many air squats can you do in a minute? And you look at me and you go, what the fuck is an air squat? Bro, I think I was teamed up with uh, Wiederstrom and she's like staring me in the eye like a tiger's looking at elk. (laughs) And I'm fucking, I've never done an air squat in my life. So I'm like, it's relative, right? So I always say like, you know, I can't, you're going to out, you know, back squat me for sure. I'm like, but I can do walking lunges for an hour. So it's like, 
I can, it's, it's just different modalities. And I, and I think sometimes you, you do the best with what you got, where if you're just used to only barbell loading and you don't have access to it, you still can, you might not make amazing progress, but I tell someone like, if you can do, you know, 25 Bulgarian split squats on each leg with tempo, like you can probably back squat a decent amount. And, and if the, if the goal is just to, you know, look and move and feel a certain way, you can do that with, with a barbell or without. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Very true. Are you, uh, advising your online folks to cut back on their um come back on their calories if they're not as as active right now and then and how hard is that <laughs> you know like we tell them I mean, we give we in, in the program there now like we actually you know we have a macro guy they track it we have our coaches uh, check in on them some people track it some people not so much mm. you know i, I kind of look at this season and again everybody's gonna have a different opinion you can you can look at it like well i'm gonna come into it i'm gonna be the best i've ever been i think it's hard to do with the stress so i kind of treat this like the end of the year that time between you know, Thanksgiving and New Year's where it's like you might not make the most progress, but you don't got to tank it like everybody else. does. Yeah. So we tell them, you know, don't drink booze like every day or if you're going to, like, <laughs> like, like a, a glass. At least wait till out. noon. At least wait till yeah. noon before you crack it. So it, it's hard, man. Like I tell them, like, you just be as active as you can. And if you're going to eat and drink shit, just just be mindful of it and try to not do it you know every time you have an emotional trigger otherwise like you know we'd be shit faced all day long so it's, it's tough to do especially if they have kids and they're at home i have empathy for them like I, I don't know how i would chew on that so we 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 do the best we can to kind of mitigate any damage they're going to do it's so crazy because so when everyone's like just like you talked about uh i i have that issue 24 7 regardless uh like worrying overthinking anxiety like i've dealt with that forever and so regardless of what i do that's why i like the podcast honestly podcast basketball things where i can kind of get into some state of flow is the only time i'm not worrying or having anxiety um but i'm like you too where you're going to a gym and i'm not much of the community guy either i don't again i don't really like humans but at least you can people watch in between sets or something there's something to do i like being around i don't like people but sometimes i like being around people but now every single human is just locked in their house yeah. You know what I mean? Like the, the, the amount of some people move so fast. This is and this might sound like I'm a dick and I am. Some people move so fast in their life. And I tend to be this guy. You start to go to like kind of workaholism and, and you, mm. you compartmentalize like that. You just don't really think about all the issues because you're working all the time. Right. I, I imagine Jay Scott's there. I don't want to diagnose my buddy here, but you just 100%. move. We're, yeah, we're moving at 100 miles per hour. So we don't think negative because we don't have time. We don't think about people. I, I don't compare myself that much because I'm just doing my own shit. Then I think the other half of the world or maybe more like 80 percent of the world are just so stupid they don't look in inside themselves and people aren't self-aware because of that, you know, and I'm a big on self-awareness and just looking about yourself or how you treat people or your interactions. But now I think every single human is stuck thinking about how they treat, how they set up their life. And I think I was, even my mom, I hate to give her credit, but she's a really smart lady. <laughs> I think she was talking. She's like, she's like, That's a thing to say. Yeah. She's a smart lady. Uh, and she was saying, she's like, Michael, what I'm worried about is how many people are going to realize how much they hate their jobs and just aren't going back. Well, I, and th- I was like, I think you're right, mom. Like, because people are stuck on this hamster wheel. Yeah. And again, I call them stupid. You can call them whatever they want. And she's like, I don't think people are going back to work. I think because the rest of the world has a system set up. They're taking siestas at two o'clock in the afternoon. You know, they're working like 20 hour weeks. They're still finding a way to make a living, right? Their economy works somehow. I'm no, I dropped out of college. I don't know how all that works, but people are making it happen. But uh, Americans in particular are workaholics. I think a lot of them uh, are are just blinders on and you go to college, you go right to the nine to five, you work overtime to make a little bit more money, you go on one vacation a year, you buy your kids a a Tonka truck on Christmas and then they just repeat that for 20 years. Yeah, I think that, well, I mean, a lot of people are going to get forced just economically back into whatever they were doing before so that they can like continue to eat. But at the same time, I get what you mean, that the dissatisfaction with the way that things have the way things have gone in the past, and you realize once you take the the, the foot off of that the gas on that, you start to feel differently. I swear to God, for in my in my twenties and early thirties, like every time I went on vacation, when I came back, I was absolutely ready to quit my job. Yeah, I didn't always, yeah. but I did. I did more than once. Yeah, where I, I, I just like quit, quit. But like, okay, I need to look for something else because 
I realize I am so much happier when I'm not in that structure. I'm right. not dealing with those people or, or, or the work sucks or it's not a, particularly not appreciated. I think that's maybe the, the worst of it. Yeah. Heavy J. Scott. On, on that note, we're all leaving. This is it. Heavy all over. J. Scott. <laughs> no, I mean, like, we, for us, like, I like what I do. So it's like, for me, yeah. it, it sucks. I can't do it at the scale I want to do it. And it's like, I guess it's always, we're always growing, right? And I guess that's America. Like, and again, I've been all over the world. Like, we've been to, you know, Greece and Italy and Spain and you name it. And they, there is a lot of things they do different than us that I think we could, could learn from if we could all have a system that runs the same. Like, when you go to, like Barcelona, right? Or you go to down the Malfi coast in Italy, nobody has a three car garage. Nobody, nobody has a suburban. They don't have four cars. Like they don't have a 4,000 square foot house and they seem happy as shit. And again, it's not as competitive there. It's a different ecosystem, but there's things we can learn from that. So maybe for some people, if they're lucky enough to say, you know what, my job sucks. I hate it. I don't need to live in a 5,000 square foot house. I can downsize, you know, the stuff to, you know, upsize the happiness would be a cool thing if people could snap out of it. The problem is I, I, I fear the percentage of people who are going to snap out of it is probably pretty small. Because you agree that 80% of the world's stupid. <laughs> That's what you agree it just, with. I, I just think like there, you're, you're taught something, right? Like yeah. this is, here's, here's the system. Like you go to school, you get in debt for school, you get in debt for a car, you get in debt for a house, you work. This is the stuff that matters. But like, if it's not making you happy, then why the fuck are we doing it? Because like, to me, success is, are you happy every day? I'm the first guy to tell you, like, I, when I moved here, I didn't have enough money to buy a song on iTunes. And I have more money today than I ever thought I had in my life. And I'm like, I don't know if I'm any happier. I'm more fulfilled because I like what I do. But I was happy when I was broke. I just was broke. And yeah. I'm happy now, too. Like, that's a, that's a mindset. I think, like, oh, if I drive this car or have this house. Like, you can get enjoyment from those things, but not, like, this internal happiness. Because if you're doing a shit task for 65% of your life, which is basically what you work, like, you're, you're punting that much of your life for a bunch of shit, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Yeah, and like you said, like, I think it goes back to people, whether you want to call them workaholics or people that just always have their foot on the gas. Like, if you always have your foot on the gas, then yes, my Rolex makes me happy, like, right now. Like, yes, my Ferrari makes me happy, like, right now. But if you if you shut all that down, like, we're all shut down right now, now you're thinking about it like, yeah, this Rolex tells the, sim- the same, same amount of time as, as, yeah, my Timex. Yeah. My yeah. Timex I got on eBay for 10 bucks, you know, retro. But, and, 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 and like you said, I don't know if people have the courage to quit their job or courage to even explore what may make them feel fulfilled because that goes back to the basketball thing bro how many people did you play with so many people were better than me at basketball but they're just scared they're dumb or scared like if you miss 20 in a row and the kids are like ah, i'm gonna pass this one up like that ah, little jimmy's gonna make it i can't make this shot anymore like i'm not but if you just start letting them go something's gonna fall and that's the same with business i, I was talking to my therapist i, I might have shared this on our podcast too a while ago and i was talking about my businesses and i just casually said it because it's so in my head about how much money i lost on this one project i was like yeah i lost you know it was a lot of money and she kind of you know therapists are just kind of listening sometimes and then she kind of like woke up she's like that's a lot of money mike i was like yeah i didn't really think about it like yeah i lost a lot of money doing that and she's like you're kind of courageous for that i was like yeah i didn't really think about it i don't really want to think about it again you just go on to the you know next shot next play next shot next play like that one didn't work out exactly how i Mm. wanted like my 360 through the legs layup probably wasn't the call right there (laughs) so then next time i'll just lay it in off the glass you know and that's that's us though as people. I mean, like we, you take the chances that most people don't, and I think that's you know. And people see, oh, Jeremy, all the stuff you do is super cool, and like I, I take pride in that. It's awesome. I go, but for all the things you see, there's so much shit we tried to do, products we tried to launch, programs we tried to run, or websites we literally created, spent tens of thousands of dollars on that just shit the bed. <laughs> but it took it took those things to come up with the stuff and and have everything that you see now. And I do think if there's a good thing to come out of this, and I don't. It's hard to see anybody lose their business or their dream or what they're doing because of this, because this is not something they fucked up. This isn't in their their control, in my opinion. But the people who probably weren't going to be in some of these businesses in six months to a year anyway, now for surely won't. So it kind of thins the herd in in fitness for sure. The people who are just in it for a money grab who, in my opinion, aren't really fitness people. Like, I always say this, like, I'd work for myself and make 30 grand a year before I worked for a lifetime and made 300,000. Now, that's just me. Sure. Because I want to I do my own shit the way that I want to do it. I don't want somebody controlling it and, and making me a puppet for their stuff. And I think those people, like me, will 
keep moving forward because you're doing it because you love it, not just, hey, I want this money and this and this and this. And so that's if there's a positive, hopefully that's it. Did you go into this saying, hey, I really want to open a gym and I want this is the experience that I want to have? Or is it one of those things where your career had gotten to the point where it's like, okay, I, this, is, this is the thing I need to do because it makes the most sense? You know, it's hard because like, I remember the day, like I have my one job, I'm like doing academic advising, which I hated, uh, like most people. I didn't hate it, just like it wasn't as boring and it, and it wasn't mm. fun for me. I didn't get anything out of it. There's no, like if you're an athlete, right? Like, you have all the juice, like you have all this shine. Then one day it's over and you're like a normal dude now applying to enterprise for a job and nobody gives a fuck about you. It sucks. And, uh, so maybe selfishly from my own ego, I needed something more fulfilling than that. And I remember sitting in the lobby of the first place we ever ran our business. And I remember sitting there just being like, you know, this would be cool. And I said, I'm like, if we could just get a hundred people to believe in what we do, um, and I'm not talking like gross profits or net or anything. I'm just like just a hundred people to maybe give us a hundred bucks a month and we could really help them. I go, I would be the happiest dude ever. Cause I wouldn't hate what I was doing. I would be doing fitness and program design. And basically it's like you're coaching. Like I tell people like, I'm just happen to be athletic and I understand movement and, and those things. So like I fell into this, but I'm a coach, I think by nature, whether that would be this or, mm. or cooking or something else. Like I just like this more than anything. And when I started, I'm like, can we just like, Honestly, I asked myself this. I go, can I just not hate my fucking Wednesday? Like, <laughs> yeah. Literally, that was the, the call. I'm like, if, if yeah. I can just not hate a random Thursday when I have to go to work, like, I think I'll be okay. And then when you start, the, the crazy thing I tell anybody, like, when you like shit, and again, do I love everything we do? No, I don't. There's some things I do that are super boring and they're mundane. And I hate them, but that's a business, right? For most of it, I love what I do. And when you like what you do and you start to love parts of it, it's like, the work doesn't feel as much work. Like I enjoy creating and, and connecting in the ways that we do. And then it just kind of blew up and, and grew from there. So no, I didn't plan most of this shit. I was just like, I just don't want to hate my life every day. Yeah, I resonate with that so much. My always thing is like, I never want to be excited for a Friday. Like I never want to be mm. 19 year old Jay Scott bashing my head through a wall. Cause of 20 beers on a Friday. Cause I hated Monday and Thursday. <laughs> so damn bad. <laughs> Uh, so if, if someone was, was thinking about that, um, thinking about absent, the, absent the situation we're in right now, if someone was thinking about, uh, opening a gym on, on their own, what, what suggestions would you have for them? I mean, we did a podcast called owning a gym sucks. So that's where I'm going to come from <laughs> <laughs> right, off, right off the bat as I've owned one for, you know, 12 years or so. Um, you know, there's a, there's a kid, uh, I got some young kids that work for us and some other people we've connected with who have asked the same question. And I spoke to a group not that long ago, uh, college kids, same kind of thing. Like any business to me, when when you start, you're everything. Mm -hmm. So you're, you're the owner, you're the manager, you're the technician. If you follow the E-Myth kind of protocols, you basically are everything. You're the accountant, you're the fucking janitor, you're all the stuff. I would say anybody keep it small for sure. Uh, it, the lower your overhead, the better off you're going to be, especially like IE shit like this pops off. Mm. Like, can, can you survive? I think a lot of people want to be, they might walk in here and see this and say, Oh my God, you own this. You bought this building in Scottsdale, which is, a, is not cheap. We've got the whole thing. It looks beautiful. My wife designed like all the foo foo fancy shit in the lobby. The rest of it is all, you know, my stuff, but that took 10 years plus mm of me working a hundred hours a week and being this person with all the connections and all the things I had to be able to do that. And if you're 24 years old and you see that, that's probably not realistic unless you're going to finance up the ass for, and I would never tell someone to go into debt to do this. I would say, work your way into it. And over time you slowly add pieces to the business, whether that be, you know, equipment or staff or different protocols. So it's a super small scale. And if you're getting into it just to make money, I would say do something else. Like not that you can't now in fitness, you can make what I consider like decent money, you know, but if I was this good at finance, I'd have tens of millions of dollars now. Like Mm. it it wouldn't even be close to where I am today because that industry is worth so much more exponentially than fitness is. So if you do it because you love it and you like just being around people or you like coaching people or you enjoy it, just say, you know what, I'm going to start small. I don't care if I work a hundred hours a week for, you know, 25,000 bucks this year, that's how I would approach them, the, the pure, the pureness of it and just not taking on and, and chewing on way more than you're ready for. That makes a lot of sense. How do you, you know, you have a lot of businesses. Again, you've written books, you podcast, you, you, you do tons of content all over Instagram, plus your online business, plus your in-person business. How do you, 
um, not necessarily manage, but how do you how do you choose and like uh, you know tr- pull the trigger on what's next, right? So I don't even know where you started, but I know writing was some of the beginning and coaching in person was some of the beginning, and then you moved to online stuff, podcasts. Like, how do you know? Like, all right, like this is a great idea. I'm gonna pull the trigger on this thing. Uh, I mean, at first, like we didn't like we would just we would try like you kind of see again. The, the cool thing is now it's like I'm friends with all these people in fitness, so it's like if I got a question, like I can say, "Hey, BJ, what are you doing for this?" or like. If I have a question about Instagram, like Alexio sent me like a 15 page fucking document about what she's doing on Instagram. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. You know, so I can see some of the trends and communicate with those people. But in the beginning, we just tried a lot of stuff, like kind of like you, where it's like, I'll spend five grand on this or 10 grand on this. And if it works, cool. And if it shits the bed, what can I learn from it when we do it? Now, I try not to hemorrhage that much money on fuck ups, but mm-hmm. if I'm going to fail, I, I try to do it fast. And the cool thing is, is I got an awesome team of people here that can help you know, facilitate some of the stuff either a, I don't want to do, or that I'm not really great at. And I really, what I, for everything we do, like I don't use social media, like a normal person, right? Like I'll see your stuff, you know, once in a while, like the lifting or the comical shit I might notice, but typically when tell I go me I'm there, funny, Jay Scott, a, <laughs> tell me I'm funny. Yeah. Just build my ego a little bit, buddy. It's well, whatever you did the other day, it was like you and some fucking like, Oh no, that Jumanji post. That was great. I'm like, look at this shit right here. Cause I just watched Jumanji like the day before, actually. Bro, I watched it but, that day uh, too. I think it was on TNT or some shit. Oh, really? So good. Robin yeah, Williams. It was, it was great. But uh, Oh, I, the I real one. See, okay. Yeah, I'll see some of it. But uh, I, I go on. I post our stuff. I return every DM, every message, which is about 300 a day, which is super exhausting. But that hand-to-hand combat has built a huge part of our business. I look at what the consumer is doing. Like, what are they doing? What do they want? What's kind of, you know, what... What do they want, but what can we give them that can help them layered in? So it's always like, you know, sizzle and steak. We'll give you guys the sizzle, and once you're in our queue, we'll give you the steak and the real shit. So it's like I always want to see what everyone's make decisions based off that. Like what's going to help our clients? What's going to help people who are in this age bracket and that age bracket? And I try to create any contents or, or programming based off that. And you can't be ahead of the trends. I just try to like when I see something happening, if I'm like this seems like a good idea, I try to be early on it, if that makes sense. Let me ask you this. You were talking about things that you tried that didn't that didn't work. Or were you able to identify like why they didn't work or were they issues of just consumers didn't respond? Uh, it's like both, right? Like I say it this way, like it not like would I want to start over somebody asked me this other day, would you want to start over if you had to go back from square one today? And I'm like, I wouldn't. Uh, and it's not like I'm not afraid of hard work, like I'll kill myself to do it, but it would suck to have to show up and be like, Hey, it's Rick Scott Fitness today and I'm like nobody on Instagram and YouTube and no email list and nothing like that would be super hard to do. So when you first start a, you don't have the huge base to tap into. Right. So it's like, yeah. when you put, I remember like we created a program, it's been like six, seven grand on it. And this is like right when I got infusion soft, like all the stuff, we made the books, like all these graphics, everything was super fancy. I'm like, we're going to launch this. We're going to crush it. And I sold like 20 products the first day yeah. and it just sat in my room and basically cry. Because you're like, wow, I'm a complete loser. So sometimes maybe you don't have the right demo yet. You haven't built enough trust in the community. Uh, in our reality, like sometimes you're just ahead of the trend. And I use BJ Gador as the example. He created StreamFit, which I always thought was amazing. I had our coaches watch it. I've known BJ for you know well over 10 years. Basically what he's doing now, which he's crushing it with, was a – that, I mean, now he's a little bit, you know, eccentric and crazy. Yeah, what the like hell is that guy more, wearing? I can't go on Instagram because I just, I'm afraid I'm about to see his man parts pop uh, out yeah. of his shorts. Yeah. So like, you know, now he's not under the corporate veil so he can be really <laughs> BJ. But before it would be like, it's that he had the professional version of what his site was and nobody, it didn't take off because it was too early, if yeah. that makes sense. So if you're doing, like, if you're podcasting 15 years ago, you're Tom Green. Yeah. You know, no, yeah. nobody knows what the hell you're doing. So sometimes either we're too early or we didn't have the right offering or we just hadn't built trust yet in the community for people to be like, hey, we're going to give this guy some money. And that's to anybody listening. If you're going to sell a product or a service and you're trying to ask somebody in fucking Indiana who's never met you, never talked to you, never seen you to give you $200, that's a really hard sell, man. Because you have to ask yourself, when's the last time that you personally gave somebody 200 bucks? that you don't have any relationship with. It's tough to do. Yeah, it's hard. And that's a cool thing of uh, the social media and kind of what you talked about. Like, 
I am starting over. Like, I started Twitch out of nowhere, which is all gaming. Yeah. I told my Twitch chat, I was like, you guys are absolutely done for when I get a thousand people watching me in here because I'm not going to stop streaming. I'm going to stream every single day. It's so much fun (laughs) when you get interactions and all those uh, 300 DMs probably tires your little thumbs out. Like, the interaction is what it's about. And you teaching someone, like you said, I think a lot of us are like coaches or presenters or entertainers at our core. We just have fitness as kind of our, our shuttle here. But I'm like... I can't imagine doing Instagram now and no one caring that I made a funny Jumanji joke. Like, that'd be such a sad world or like not be able to, you know, like make somebody laugh or somebody listen to. I'm like, and that's what I'm doing right now on Twitch. Like, I've I've had days there's like five people in there and they're probably all robots and nobody's watching. I'm like, shit. Wait, now I'm just a loser playing video games all day. I think, well, you know, part of what we do is entertainment, obviously. And entertainment is a very hit and miss world. I mean... Somebody can be a very successful, say, producer of of television or whatever, and they they have one show that's super hot, and they say, "Oh, I have another idea for another show. I'm gonna I'm gonna launch this show," and it goes nowhere. Yeah, and there's just no guarantee. Well, and especially like podcasts, like I don't I, I don't know I don't really listen to them per se, but like your your podcast, Jay Scott, if you just went into details of of fitness on your podcast, which I've listened to some of uh, bits of yours, I haven't listened to the whole thing, I ain't gonna lie, but uh, I don't listen to anyone's, I haven't listened to my podcast, and I've done it for eight, <laughs> 10 years, uh, but like, um, like, then it would turn into a lecture, and no one's gonna listen to that, no one wants to listen to an audio lecture, right, like it yeah. is entertainment at core, and even Instagram, like, you're not just gonna sit there and like, stand there and tell them like, you're going to put your left knee over the midfoot of your left ankle while you're doing it. But like, no one's going to do that. There, there is a creation to it. Um, and that's the talent. And, and, and luckily for the, the most part, I am a little jaded for the most part, the cream does rise to the top. I think a lot of times, uh, in the world we live in and, and cream doesn't necessarily always mean talent or hard work, but it's kind of the things you explain, uh, where you're paying attention to what's going on. You're not piggybacking off stuff. You're trying to see trends. You're trying to see where you fit into those trends. And if necessary, that trend or that um, style of content fits into who you are and what you do. Well, yeah, and every platform is different. You know, like obviously Instagram is this visual platform, like with a podcast or audio base. And if I only, and again, like t- to be honest with you, like we've done hundreds and hundreds of podcasts, which is not the most popular thing we do, which is crazy because most of the time it's just me rambling on. And the ones that do sometimes the best are like just the more fitness based ones which to me are the most boring to do. Now I'll always mm. share a story of my personal stuff, but me talking about intermittent fasting, like is I'd rather, you know, swallow wet gravel. Like it's fucking <laughs> terrible. Cause it's, I, I've done it for so long. Like I don't want to say the same shit over and over and over, but if it helps people, I'm happy to do it. So I try to add in a story, like here's how we personally do it. Here's how I fucked up different things. But every medium you try to like, okay, what works best? Cause again, I love, again, there's a lot of friends that we have in fitness who are, who are good. They're, they're good at what they do. They just can't, they're not great on these platforms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you, if you, if you can't exist in these platforms, it's almost like you're irrelevant, which really sucks. And not that the numbers are everything. I'm not a huge, like, Oh, you have a million followers. You have a hundred thousand to me. It's the, the depth of it more than the width of it. So if you can get people to really resonate with what you're doing and you're helping them, that's why, you know, we create the things we do, whether that is to, you know, educate them or or to entertain them across the board but yeah to your point it would be tough that's why i say the rich get richer right like it's your it's my oxygen now like if we posted something and one person watched it i I wouldn't post as often because i'm like i don't need to see myself work out i know what the fuck i look like like i know how to i know how to exercise i'm doing it for the rest of the world they engage in that and it helps them then we'll keep doing it how do you balance some of that stuff you talked about like Cause I, I struggle with it too. Like my YouTube is a lot of educational based stuff, but like, man, if I, if I had amount of dollars, the amount of times I've taught a deadlift, I wouldn't work anymore. Like I don't, I want to help people and I want to entertain people, but I don't necessarily want to tell you how to deadlift 500 pounds again. Like that, that shit that, is it, weighed out, but it, it's the cream of what we do. And there are new ears hearing it. You know what I mean? So how do you balance some of that? And and then again, being a business owner, man, I can't relate more. Like, I don't know the percentage, but there is a lot of stuff you have to do that you don't like. And it doesn't matter who you hire. I still have to do my own taxes at the end of the day. You know, my accountant's going to do some stuff, but I got to give them the paperwork. Like that stuff sucks. Um, how do you balance on what you truly, truly enjoy? And then also kind of what makes the engine go. You know, like we always do like uh, big rocks, little rocks here for the most part. Now, obviously the, the people who are with us, I, I try not to make them do all this shit that they hate, you know, cause I don't want them to, I don't want them to hate being here. 
but at the end of the day, there's just stuff that they have to do to make the machine run. So I'll be like, okay, here's what I have to do. Like, this is what makes the actual machine go. And then I sprinkle in the stuff that I like to do, which again, if you love it enough, I don't feel like I'm working. So it's like, that's like my enjoyment thing. So like, yeah, that might be someone's free time, but that's when I podcast or that's when I write. So I have to sprinkle those in, but understanding like in the model, like even that content it does make money. It does keep the machine running, just not in the, the technical sense that we think. So I kind of schedule my week out. Like if I do like food logs, right? Like to be honest with you, like that's probably the thing I, I hate more than anything. Like we review what people eat and to see what Cindy ate on a random Wednesday is like the most boring fucking thing in the world. I go, but it helps her more than almost anything. So every Sunday I get up early and I do all the nutrition logs before I lose interest, before I lose motivation. So I schedule my day around that stuff. Cause I know I can always hop on the podcast and rip it or if something like piss me off or is important to me. I can speak on it. I can write about it. I can talk about it almost any time. So I try to do it that way. Almost like you would do your work day, like the shit that you you don't really like, just you got to chop. And then just honestly, just like what I call like being an adult, like you, you have to, you know, track your P and L sheets. You have to get your taxes ready. So your CPA knows what the hell is going on. Like that shit, you just, you just swallow it, man. Like it's just part of being an adult, which isn't fun, but a necessary evil. Yeah, that's my coach said. Do your job. You're the fucking rebounder. Do your job, yeah. bro. I, I don't care if you want to score thirty, bro. You got a whack jump shot. Go grab a rebound, kiddo. <laughs> Little Timmy. Well, I, I, one of the things that you hit on was like the, the basic information. Like, unfortunately, I think that after years and years of doing this now, you just can't be too basic for because there's always an influx of new people, and we are all sick to death of of the basics. But unless you keep presenting the basics and trying to trying to come up with a good like stew of different ingredients than you used before like you're going to you're not going to continue to grow with people who are just coming into into fitness into weight loss into exercise whatever um and, and something Jay Scott's done really good I think with the basics and and general stuff is that's the biggest crowd whether you want to look at that from helping the most people or a business standpoint um if I go into the absolute details of the you know the the, the function of the erectors in in the block pole no one that's such a niche that's actually going to care or actually use that one one no one's cares the, the nerds care and then two like who's actually going to use that is so small but if you're teaching someone you know the habits of how to eat well for for the rest of your life yeah hopefully that's everyone cares a little bit well yeah when we talk even here we instruct and, and sometimes it'll come out in the videos because again that this is what we do studied this and, and i've lived it every day for 15 plus years we don't say supinate pronate here yeah. We, say, <laughs> yeah. we say palms up palms down you know right. it's very basic when we teach a squat for people push through your heels back straight chest out the most basic concepts ever like even when we do deadlifting we just call it like a hip hinge like we just try to get them to think in, in basic movement pattern terms and we leave the rest of it because a they don't give a shit yeah they right. just want to come here they want to make sure they like the music that they're safe and that they have fun and they can get out of here and not be hurt and so i can choose to give them whatever it is but i'm like does it really matter if you know roger knows the actual movement patterns and how a split squat works, it really isn't. As long as he's doing it safely, and again, that's why we teach low barrier entry exercises. We're not teaching, you know, overhead snatches at fucking scale to a group because I don't think it's safe, and I'm not skilled enough to do that with 30 people. I don't know if anybody is. Yeah. So if we, we can get them to live healthier and happier, that's what we try to do and have them understand. Like, and again, even with Instagram, people will say, oh, man, I like the stuff you share, dude. It's super fun, and it, it's it, it's the basics. And I'm like – those are way sexier than my normal workouts. Like what I just went through today, the most basic stuff ever, bench press, dips, pull-ups, overhead press, throw some curls and some face pulls in, push-ups, call it a day. Yeah. Like it's the most boring. And people are like, why don't you share that? I'm like, because it's the most boring shit ever. Like you're going to watch me do straight sets of bodybuilding bench press? No, it sucks. Dude, I go, that's, but yeah, that's that so builds true. the foundation. Like if you can't do that though, you can't do all this mm. other shit that we share and talk about. So for everybody, it's like once you build a base, then you can go crazy. It's like – you have to learn how to shoot a layup first before you can do any behind the back reverse stuff. It's the one, two step basics for yeah. most people. Yeah. Everyone's like, Mike, all right, you just stop benching. You haven't posted a bench video. I'm like, you want to see me bench press? I just don't film it, bro. That's just fucking like, boring what, what as shit. Change, what change from the first 45 videos you posted? There might be some idiosyncrasy. And even if you did it, dude, and I'm, 
I probably wouldn't even notice. And if you said something like, oh, yeah, now I can tell. I don't yeah. give a shit. No, no I'm not going to change what I do. I'm going to still – I've been – again, I've been deadlifting for t- 20 years probably. Like it, it really hasn't changed a lot in 20 years. Yeah. yeah. It's wild. And like you said, like a big pet peeve of mine is there's a difference between being like a professor – and and like an an educational standpoint, and like being a coach or what we do, like guys that are throwing around all these anatomical terms are literally just stroking their own ego. Like no one, one, are you are you taking a complex something very complex and and applying it when and how you need to? Like that's what coaching is, and that's what that's what life is. Yeah. Like even I don't even know because uh, I'm stupid, but like some economics major or something saying all this mess. But if I'm just asking him, hey man, what stock should I throw some cash in? Mm-hmm. Like now you're just wasting all our time, and you're literally just stroking your own educational ego. You're not helping anybody. You're not helping yourself or me. Uh, I think that there is a uh, there's a personality type that likes to hear their own voice say big words. Yeah. I think that that I hate hearing my own voice. I haven't listened to my own podcast in ten years. We've been doing this since 2013. Mike never listens, so not once. I like it, man. I like that. <laughs> Jay Scott, what's next, man? So you, uh, you know, obviously we have all this mess going on. Um, I know you guys like to travel a little bit. Uh, you're obviously staying in good shape. Do you have any? Uh, do you have any? Did you have anything on the horizon, uh, or do you have anything on the horizon still going on uh, once this bullshit settles? You know, like, I don't know what, like, I just, we just kind of take it day by day, man, and, like, wait to see, like, what the, what the deal is. Even if, like, you know, again, we don't know here. I think our order is until the end of the month, but I'm assuming they're going to extend it. We haven't heard anything. Uh, even if they said, hey, you can come back to work, like, on Monday, like, we wouldn't. I probably would take a, a couple weeks to make sure our stuff is all set up right and our people are right. And I would, we have a lot of doctors here. Uh, some CFOs of hospitals we can kind of soundboard off of to keep their standpoint. So that's how we'll navigate this. And again, it's, it'll be weird. I don't think everyone will sprint back to the gym. It won't look the same. I I don't, that part of it is strange for me. It's there's part of me where like, as this was going on, because we've been closed down for like 50 some days now, I was just like, do I just, you know, say fuck it. And just like, just be on the internet all the time now and just have this super, dope ass place to myself which seems super selfish but it would be super cool too uh but i do like the community and the people so like i want to keep it going for them if they want to be here and uh people need an outlet even if it's not like i know like when we say gym like we're not a mountainside we're not a lifetime it's not that we maybe see 70 people in a day almost Mm. all of them know each other so it's very family based but they need that social outlet because people are going to go fucking crazy so we are planning the steps of that. Our next online program kicks off in like 12 days. And we have a couple others that we've created actually like a year ago. Now, this is a blessing where we've had the time to put those together. But I had like some speaking events and some other engagements with some of the resorts around here in, you know, California. And I don't know when those are postponed till when those kick off. And honestly, like we had just paid off our house crazy enough a month before all this shit happened. Ugh. And, uh, which is a blessing, I guess. And uh, I had planned like, okay, this is the year when, because I've given up my life for a lot of this, right? And uh, this is the year I'm going to actually like, you know, I'm going to fly to Minneapolis. Me and my best friend are going to go to Twins game. We're going to have some beers. I'm going to buy him Vikings. I'm going to do all these awesome things with friends and things. And now it's like, does that shit even happen? So I tentatively have it planned, but I'm like, who knows if, if that shit will go on. So I just try to take it day by day and understand like, hey, this sucks shit for me. Like we're not going to make the same money. Things aren't going to go the way that I want them to. But if I'm still in this position to not be as stressed and not be as worried and and be in the same shitty boat as other people, I can just take this time to pump out as much quality free stuff as we can and help our business keep growing on the back end. where, you know, if that's my only choice, you know, I'm in a pretty good spot. Yeah. I think it is going to be interesting. Um, I keep referencing this article I read about a streetwear company that has a satellite store and I, I don't quote me, but in Hong Kong, somewhere, somewhere overseas. Uh, and when, when the lockdown was lifted, they had record sales, you know, and I think similar things are going to happen here. It's going to go one or the other way in my head. I think people are going to creep out slow because that's probably what I would do. Kind of like you said, like yeah. if, if it lifts up, you're probably going to give it a week, feel it out. That's how my head works personally and business wise. But I do sadly think a lot of people are so fed up. They're just going to kick down their freaking front door and go ape shit, go to the gym and go to a movie and mini golf and all in the same day. So I, I don't know. It, it will be interesting to see. Is this? It, I look at everything, the social media, 
podcasting, obviously what's happening right now. It's just a bunch of little mini sociology experiments, like to see how <laughs> weird, uh, you know, humans act. Because cause it, it's just, you know, mob mentality and how the tribe, yeah. like the protests, we had a bunch of protests here. And just some of that cracks me up. And we don't have to get into politics or anything on this, but like they're, they're, some of them think Corona is fake. And then there's people out front with no masks on and they're like linking arms, you know, cause they're trying to make this statement. But then there's a couple people with like masks on protesting with these people that are, but they're like hiding by themselves. I'm like, so is it fake or like, are you, are you scared? Like, what are you, what are you just doing right in now? Case. Yeah, just, just in, in case. Just in it's case. Like, I don't believe in God, but I'm going to pray right now. Just yeah, in case. It's kind of like that, yeah. which is fine. Whatever you need to do to figure out your stress. But, uh, yeah, humans crack me up, man. Humans crack me up. <laughs> What uh, when do they tell you guys you're free to, to do your stuff or don't they tell you yet? We have no idea, man. This yeah. is the only these are the only people I've seen right here. I got the two roommates in gym. Only I, I didn't see my mom uh for I think six weeks, five weeks. I was just you know, she's not old and she's pretty healthy. I mean she's not young, but she she's sixty and she's healthy, but I'm like, man, I, like what if I do have it? Like I'm not gonna about to give that to my mom. Then last week, uh she made us a dinner. Uh, she has a huge uh, table in the backyard. And so we had a <laughs> lunch outside in the backyard with the dogs. And she's like 10 feet away from me, all awkward. But like, I was like, I, she lives by herself. Like that's fucking, her situation is way worse than mine. Um, we don't know. I think, I think the official is the 30th. But I'm uh, like you. But I, I, there's I no assume, real release date. So, yeah, yeah, the official is the 30th, but I'm sure they're going to probably extend it. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Yeah, a bunch of projects on pause. Me and Jim are running, and and yeah. like you, just day by day, I play video games, podcast, give out some free content, try to stay positive and not get fatter. What's your square footage in your gym? Just by the way, if you said it earlier, I missed it. Uh, it's about three thousand square feet. So most of it is workable space. Honestly, like we bought this, our lease was coming up at our old place, which was getting super expensive because Scottsdale now is not cheap at all yeah and uh long story short i was like okay maybe i'll lease another space but then it was like when you run the numbers i'm like it's a shit ton of money i don't know if i want to do that maybe i'll just be online and then this one came up and i'm like well real estate isn't going to get any cheaper here i'm like we can make this work so it used to be like an appetizer store funny mm. enough so this was like one big refrigerator basically and i uh, just came in blew up the walls gutted the whole thing and, and now we have it so in most of our groups like when we run them you're talking like between probably eight and 20 people max so we can do our shit if they like if they let us do it and if mm. our people are cool with it that's going to be the key like do our people feel comfortable doing it and what are the the rules like i don't get the you're not going to go to a gym and wear a mask like that's just not a yeah i don't see that's a, a sustainable thing so it'll be interesting to see what the quote-unquote rules are and again every state's different like arizona's a little bit more like we're the wild west out here. Yeah, yeah. Some people here don't don't give a fuck. But uh Yeah, there's a couple states uh I think phase one includes gyms. Yeah, of phase one is a reopening. Yeah, I think, know, I think Georgia's one. Georgia, I believe Kansas. So and I get it, it because the whole thing, again, going to like sociology, like our government too, whether you love them, hate them, I don't really care about politics, but like they they are thinking about humans. They know people are inside unhealthy physically and being kept yeah. up like they need to move like humans are made to move and so they they understand some of that so i, th I th hopefully majority of them take take it uh in, into account with the rollout but who knows man it's weird weird times well on that note <laughs> where can people find you plug away jay scott uh yeah it's all the same i mean we it's all the same shit i wasn't uh when you start this in like 2005 you don't understand what it's going to be and i never would have called it my name if i knew it would turn out to be this but uh, <laughs> uh just uh jeremyscottfitness.com and then instagram is jeremyscottfitness youtube is jeremyscottfitness facebook is jeremyscottfitness it's the jeremyscottfitness podcast uh and everything else so if you guys message us we will get back to you probably in like a day a day and a half i return every message on Instagram personally and the rest of them, if our team can't answer it quickly, then it comes to me and, uh, and I hit you guys back. And again, I don't know anybody who puts out more free shit like across the board than we do on all the platforms. And again, we just try to do and give the things that are going to, you know, help the average person just be, you know, healthier and happier, you know, throughout life. I appreciate you, man. I know I've been saying it probably for, I've probably known you like six, five, six years now. And I know I'm keep saying I'm going to head to Arizona, but I promise when this mess is over, I'm going to fly down there. We're going to go pick up D-Jack, hit some golf balls, maybe lift some weights, maybe play some basketball, buddy. Oh, 100%, dude. You're so – again, like we've 
there's a lot of, you know, like I put off a lot of shit the last couple of years to like build this up and do what we have to do. And we always get busy. And like one thing I said to myself, I'm like, once the shit is done and we're like normal ish, basically, I'm like, I got money. I can do whatever the fuck. I'm like, I'm going to actually do the shit that I couldn't have done in the building process of this. And if you're here, I mean, like shit, D Jack is here for sure. Fuck Alexia is like a mile and a half down the street for me. That's dope. So I'm like, yeah, so we can all get together and it'll be tight, bro. Game on, man. Game on, dude. Thanks for taking the time to chat with us, buddy. Uh, I hope you're well. I hope you guys stay safe, and I uh, hope this yep. mess uh, clears up for you all. You got it, man. Appreciate you guys. Thank you very much. Stay Thanks. safe. Keep doing your thing. Dope. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, Thanks, be sir. sure to give us a rating and review. iTunes every Wednesday, Spotify, wherever you want to listen to it. I'm Salam Mike, 2Ks, Instagram, Twitter. Hey, I'm Matt, DJ McD, and all the social medias. Follow show on Instagram. We are 50% Facts. We're... Percent is a word and 50 is numbers and that you can find all the episodes on the website with that same uh, uh, number uh, letter combination, 50% facts. And we'll talk to you next time.